2: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs at Tab. It comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. Now, I know you're not outside because everyone in the news media has told you that it's hot. You know, like when it's cold, they tell you your your skin's going to freeze in four seconds. Here, if you go outside, you're just going to die. This is pretty much what the news has said all morning today and for the past few days. So we're all going to die. So you're all cuddled up around your your computer with your air conditioning blasting, uh, your fans going or it's whatever.
1: 78 degrees. 70, I know it's only 78 <laughs> degrees,
2: and uh, so I'm, I'm going to probably predict you're not going to die. Uh, but feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC if you have a computer problem or question or concern. We're here to help you out.
1: And if you go outside, hydrate first. <laughs> Drink water. <laughs> we'll be part of the solution, too. Yeah, make sure you're hydrated. Just get high-tech
2: water. <laughs> right. Vitamin water. Yeah. So, uh, Bob, you got a story you want to start out with, right?
1: Yeah, FaceApp.
2: Yeah, the FaceApp that everyone's talking could, about.
1: It could face FBI, FTC investigations over security concerns. No. Senator Chuck Schumer and the uh, Democratic National Committee say that Russia is involved in a problem. Are you s- or is a problem. Of
2: course, Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. Now, the thing about this face app Everyone was so excited to see how old they were going to look if they started with their face and they put it in there and then it would show you what you looked like in 30 or 40 or however many years. And it was so cute and cuddly, right, Bob? I, mean, so, I saw the people on the Today Show having so much fun with it. I'm
1: thinking, guys, it is a Russian app. What are you doing? I'm a little bit more negative about it than you are, first of all. I am negative about it. There's the EULA. But second of all, what it doesn't take into account of all the pictures that I've seen, and I'm not putting mine in there, but... <laughs> Okay. Out of all the pictures I've seen, yeah. all of these people, they, they did this age progression using AI. Right. But it didn't take into account no. how many people actually gain weight as they get older. Oh. So their face gets a little thicker and a little more round right. and, you know, so little, maybe you don't even tins. You don't even
2: think on top of it being a security problem, you don't even think it's correct.
1: That's correct. Ah, okay. I don't think it's as smart as some people think it is. Oh, yeah, it's pretty cutesy. Well, you know, they've had apps for years where you could turn people into cartoons. Well, yes,
2: of course. <laughs> but the thing is, Bob, I agree with you completely. I mean, it's when I was watching the Today Show, Dingalings. Talking about how great this app was, having all their fun. I'm like, you literally are putting your face on a Russian app, giving them your information. Now we already do this with Google and, and Facebook. And of course, we're not worried about those guys, but this is a Russian company and they actually say they can keep all the data. So if you're looking for, you know, to, to give Russia what you're going to look like between now and when you're older, put your face on this type of stuff. But the point is these, these news companies don't even have a, the producers even look to see who put this out. It, there's no risk involved. They don't they take a second. I mean, these very smart news agencies, I put that in quotes, are don't even look. And now, all of a sudden, they're reporting, hey, this is probably a privacy problem. Well, yeah.
1: Well, that's the same companies that kind of report opinions as news. But, you know. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, uh, the Democratic uh, – I'm, I'm jumping yeah, ahead. Yeah, of course. The Democratic National Committee sent a security alert to the 2020 presidential campaigns on Wednesday, urging them not to use the app. <laughs> Duh. Nobody should be using the app. Well, you know, we got a lot of very you know, like the best and the brightest running for president this year. So
2: <laughs> and period. Guys don't use this app. It's and, and, and this the this is the moral of the story. Number one, if the news is talking about it, assume they haven't done anything to figure out whether vetted it at all. All right, they have not. These guys don't vet anything. All right, they just they just regurgitate. Most likely, this this first was shown on some one tech blog. The Russians probably wrote a little story themselves put it out on a tech blog and somebody picked it up and then instantly it becomes news because most journalists don't write anything. They just have the, the other folks write it for them. And then yeah. they just they just spread it around.
1: Well, it's amazing when you listen to the news on every channel, they're repeating the news almost word for word. Exactly. it's, <laughs> they it's get the same writer. I mean, you know, yeah, it's all plagiarism. But the point mm-hmm. is you
2: guys shouldn't be following what these guys say. You should always look to see the first thing you should do is go figure out where these apps are coming from. There's so many free games on your phones. there's so many things on your phones right now that are probably phoning home to people you would not be happy to know have this information about you. They probably have location information, they probably can turn your microphone on, they can probably turn your camera on. This, they can just
1: take your data. This you- uh, app under the EULA says it's entitled to all the data that's on your phone forever. <laughs> <laughs> So come on, guys!
2: Don't put this junk on your on your yeah, phone. You know,
1: what about your banking information? Come <laughs> on,
2: <laughs> you can't make it up. So uh, don't use that face app and, and just pay attention, obviously. So in other news, our still revolutionary Connecticut, uh, we uh, our governor has put together something called the Connecticut Five G Council. And it was lauded that, you know, we're going to make sure we grease the skids and get 5G implemented here in Connecticut. We're going to be a high tech company, uh, sorry, high tech state, and get things moving quicker with this 5G council. So, what's
1: the tax on it going to (laughs) be?
2: I won't even go there. I'm not even going to go to that level yet because I have no idea. But everyone's so excited that the governor has decided to figure out how we can site these 5G antennas on state property. This has nothing to do with any other property, just state property. So how do you deal with
1: half the state?
2: (laughs) (laughs) How do you deal with the bureaucrats? You know, Governor Lamont is saying we want to make sure we can get this stuff going quickly, and we'll we'll, we'll get this council together for you. So I was excited to hear. Geez, I'm sure you know this council. On five G is going to be you know chock full of Connecticut's best and brightest, right? The engineers of Connecticut, the IT guys of Connecticut, the business leaders of Connecticut, so they can go and tell the bureaucrats that we need to get this done quickly, right? You'd think that's the kind of
1: council how it can be done quickly.
2: right? Wouldn't you want to know how it could be done? Because I mean, I was on the board of water commissioners in Southington. I'm a I'm a I'm an amateur when it comes to putting in water pipes. What do I know? We had to consult who engineers pay for studies, figure this stuff out because dinglings like me didn't know how to put a water system in. So, I assume that this council is going to be chock full, right, of IT guys, engineers and business leaders who are going to tell the bureaucrats where their problems are, right? Well, let's see. Who do you think's on the commission? Well, he's going to appoint an office uh, he's going to appoint one employee of the office of the governor. A bureaucrat. All right, that's the first guy he's going to put on or gal. He's going to put the University of Connecticut president on there. Well, University of Connecticut can't even run their athletic program. They're $40 million in debt this past year. But I'm sure it's going to be very good. We're going to get everything done with it's the University of Connecticut. Well, yes. We just raise tuition. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Students can afford it. The president of the Connecticut States Colleges and Universities. This is an organization that can't even figure out if they want to consolidate. Yes. All right. So you got three bureaucrats <laughs> on the uh, com- on the Committee for 5G Technology. Let's see who else is on there. Ah, the secretary of the Office of Policy and Management, another bureaucrat. Ah, oh, lovely. How about this? The Commissioner of Administrative Services. What the heck do they have any idea about 5G? And a commissioner generally is an appointed political officer who was sitting in the legislature just a couple days ago, right? I mean, I don't know who this person is, but generally commissioners are politicians. Another commissioner of Transportation. Oh, great. A commissioner of Energy and Environmental uh, House is on there as well. What's transportation got to do with 5G? No kidding. <laughs> So this entire 5G council is made up of bureaucrats. Not one IT person among them, not one engineer among them. Purely bureaucrats. We've got people in this state who sent people to the moon 50 years ago. They couldn't put one engineer on this thing to say, "Hey, you know, just so you can tell these guys how the sausage is made." It it's it's mind-boggling if you think about it, just how badly we deal with getting broadband internet out here where we can't even designate a foot of of room on our telephone poles to allow for you know, fiber to run through there. Even though it's legislated? It's, even though it's legislated. <laughs> we've got folks like Pura saying, sorry, we can't let you do that. And believe it or not, Pura would have made some sense to be on this, even ex officio, but they're not even on here because they have some experience with this. That'd be crazy talk.
1: Yeah, but you've got to understand, I, I, I believe firmly that in politics, ignorance is bliss. There it is. <laughs>
2: so this council on 5G is made up of a bunch of bureaucrats. And you know the you know the old saying, right? Those that can do, those that can't are politicians and bureaucrats. <laughs> and that's what we've got here. But what, what do other states do, Bob? Well, I got a thing from uh, Fierce Wireless that talks about about 22 states are actually implementing statewide regulations huh that's an idea that limits government fees and speeds review periods so these states have figured out that you need to limit government to implement 5g and they're gonna they're gonna say the maximum amount of cost you can charge the uh, 5g carriers is 25 bucks per year for the use of the right-of-way and 65 bucks per year to attach it attach their uh, antenna to a pole. So they're actually putting in limits on government. Thank goodness. And, of course, they say that you need to either approve or disapprove the small cell attachments within 60 days. So these states are saying, we want to really expedite 5G implementations. Here in Connecticut, we make up a council of bureaucrats. And this only has to do with dealing with citing them on state property. And these guys don't have a clue as to how 5G works. Whereas other states are saying statewide, here's how we get this done. We're still revolutionary here in Connecticut, <laughs>
1: aren't
2: we? You can't make it up. I was so excited to see who was going to be on this council with such great engineers in Connecticut, great scientists. I mean, University of Connecticut, the president? Maybe, an, maybe the computer science teacher professor should be on it, but not the president. It just doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, that's probably why they did it, but
1: uh,
2: 5G. Here it comes, Connecticut.
1: <laughs> I guess.
2: All right, we're going to be here until. I, I just couldn't believe it. I had to talk about it today. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. One line open for you: Eight hundred nine six six 66 wtic 522 You're going to die if you go outside, according to the weatherman. So stay inside with your, your computer, cuddle up with that, get your drink air conditioning going, drink lots of water, stay hydrated, and give us a call. We'll be right back. back this is computer talk with tab we have two lines open for you eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC and just looking forward to that council man making things so great for the rest of us out here with 5g <laughs> can't make it up let's go to tony in south windsor first morning tony
0: uh good morning what's up uh, before we have a question i have a comment i don't know if it's just me but do you notice that Almost every July and August, it gets hot. I've noticed it's, that, Tony. Isn't that right? crazy? I don't know. Maybe we got to do a story on that.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Summer's back. <laughs> it's, you know, it's almost the same way with, with turning the clocks back and forth. Every yeah. year. Every twice a year that happens, it's like it's the end of the world. No. There's
1: stories about you're gonna fall asleep or I mean it's just... we have climate change twice a year. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's called winter and <laughs> and summer. <laughs> and the transition is spring and fall. Yeah, it's crazy talk. <laughs> I don't know, Tony. So what's going on with you, I, sir?
0: Here's my question. Yeah. Uh, I, I listen every every week, but it's off and on because I'm usually in and out of the car. But this morning I decided I'm gonna stay on because I've been curious about this question okay I hear you talk a lot about uh, open DNS yes sir and I was just wondering one question what is the distinction or difference or advantage of open DNS versus VPN can you do both and why would you if you did
2: so the the distinction is open DNS is a uh, let's let's put it more simply, it's a it's the information superhighway. So just think of Al Gore, and yep. you're going to have your own little H O V lane on the information superhighway that does not have off ramps to bad neighborhoods.
0: That's Open DNS.
2: That's Open DNS. So you're more safe on the internet because Open DNS is not going to let you go to malicious sites that are going to okay. bring bad stuff to your to your uh, computer. And if you configure it, you can also block types of sites. Like if you have Children in your home, and you want to block the pornography. If you've got, uh, if you've got somebody with a gambling addiction, you can turn off gambling sites. You can do all sorts of things where you can actually control what is being shown on your computer. It's a filtration system, um, or just simply a more safe highway.
1: And you can also customize it. Also, so for instance, let's say you shut off gambling, right? But you want to allow the Connecticut lottery. You can yeah. whitelist that. Right. So that sort of thing.
2: It can be very customizable. But generally, if you just want to keep it going in general without any of that customization, it's a safer way to surf. A VPN is you're going to actually connect to the internet and actually pop out somewhere where the server is located. Let's say in in Saskatchewan or wherever wherever you choose it. Maybe it's in Peru. Who knows? And now you're browsing um, or China. Yeah, that's a problem. If the VPN is owned by a Chinese company, which a big chunk of them are, you're going to be watched by China. But you're going to pop out on a server somewhere else rather than – so think of it like a a wormhole or a gopher hole where you're you're actually surfing somewhere
1: else. But the VPN encrypts your data. Correct. So that somebody who might be – Uh, doing a packet capture and and reading what you're you're sending, they can't because it's encrypted through that VPN until it gets to you on the other end of the tunnel.
2: Exactly. So the point with the VPN is if you're in a public place like a hotel or if you're in a coffee shop and for whatever reason you're doing your banking or something you want to keep more secure, if you do a VPN, the chances of anybody in that same coffee shop sniffing out your information goes away because they can't. It's encrypted. So, so what if
0: I'm in the co- coffee shop and I'm, I have open DNS on my iPad?
2: That's great. You're going to be more safe on their network, but the, uh-huh. the bad guy in the seat behind you can still sniff out what you're doing. Oh. Okay, so when you're on a public network of any kind, in the airport, in the uh, in a stadium, anywhere it's a public network, there could be plenty of people that are, have tools on their computers that are sniffing out what Tom from Tony from South Windsor is running. On his computer, okay. and their goal is to try to capture that information so that they can then log in as you because you were doing things so on the internet. So
1: if you decide to log into your bank right at the airport.
2: Yeah, you're dingling.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't do that. All right. Uh, well, um, on OpenDNS, now, if I add the two, uh, as I understand, if I add the two URLs for, for OpenDNS.
2: IP addresses, yes.
0: IP addresses, yes. Um, do I. Do that in addition to the ones that are already on there or instead of?
2: Instead of. The ones instead. that are on there now are from your Internet provider. Right. So you're instead of using their IP addresses, you're going to use OpenDNS's IP addresses. Which so are, do
0: I have to go in and delete theirs?
2: Yeah. You want to put in an, an item that uses a specific one. You're going to choose it.
1: And I would recommend you go one step further, and when you go to OpenDNS website. Yeah. create a free a free account mm-hmm. and then you can download this IP updater that they have right cool. and so that you'll always be protected and with the account you can customize it
2: right the IP updater so, is going to change your settings based on the fact that your internet provider is going to give you a new IP address so if you have custom settings without that IP updater they wouldn't be able to be applied
0: so how does this open dns provider uh, make any money or or uh, so
2: the company is Cisco so they're doing yeah. fine oh
0: yeah okay good good company good stock
2: yeah exactly so they the OpenDNS was a different was their own company before Cisco purchased them now maybe four oh. years ago um, okay. so again in this case there is some level of uh marketing going on here where that where it people are looking at their solution as a solution for for professional solutions versus the the uh-huh. home um, but okay. that's why they don't
1: so, The home, the difference is the home account gives you one IP address at a time. Right. Okay. And it follows you and it's free. But if you're in a business, then the businesses pay for a business account. So that's where their funding comes in. Basically, the businesses are subsidizing the uh, free home accounts. Right.
2: And it's good marketing because it it gets the name out there and it's a great tool. I mean, I, we recommended it for a long time now. And we had calls. People were calling us even when we were recommending um, uh, the Blue Coat stuff way back when, canine. People were saying, hey, I use OpenDNS, and we really we looked at it, but we never really paid too much attention to it. But uh, it turns out it's a much better solution than a than yeah, canine solution. Yeah, I was using
1: solution. it. Yeah, you were.
2: Well, yeah.
0: I don't intend to do this, but I'm just curious. Would could you do both open DNS and VPN?
2: Of course, yeah. The open DNS is going to give you a safer internet experience, but the moment you use the VPN tunnel, you're popping out, and the other servers. Then you're using their DNS. Then you're going to yeah their DNS if it's configured properly. Because if you use your own local DNS, the idea of the security and privacy you're looking for kind of goes away.
1: What was the percentage of? uh uh, VPN providers that are from China. I, I want to say it was
2: a good chunk. So be careful with the VPN a VPN service you choose. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. if they're Chinese companies, you don't want to use their software.
0: No, I don't know. All right, Tony. All right, <sighs> thank you, Lynn. I'm glad I stayed and uh, listened to this.
2: We're glad you did too.
0: All right, thanks. Bye. Bye, bye.
2: We're gonna be here till eleven o'clock, guys. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. Feel free to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back after the news. We are back. This is Computer Chalk with Tab. We are here live. We made it through the heat. <laughs> we made it through the humuggity as it's been called on. Uh, I was listening to, uh, I was watching Nesson, I think, watching the Sox, and somebody was calling it humuggety. We made it through. We survived. It is July in Connecticut. Um, and we're here to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. And uh all the lines are all jammed up, so let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're gonna, gonna go to our resident groupie Danny in Glastonbury. Hey Danny.
3: Hey, happy um fiftieth anniversary of this holy day.
2: Yeah, it was a great a great day fifty years ago landing on the moon.
3: Jeez, I, did did you see me on TV when you watched him come down off the ladder? <laughs> I was I was right on the other side of the landing leg, assisting him. You couldn't see me; I was in the shadows. Oh,
2: gotcha! It's good that you were there
1: helping I was him out in that uh, warehouse in uh, Houston. No, no,
3: yeah. I, I actually, I was I was um, I, I, what would be the term uh, chemically enhanced or rocket fueled? Ah, that I was actually there.
2: Gotcha. I have no idea what you're talking about, Danny. But
3: okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I got. Uh, I was trying to go to Hartford Hospital Cardiac Cath Lab because I'm going to have surgery.
2: I know it's coming up.
3: Yeah, and when I went to I, I, I went to Chrome and I just typed it in. Yeah. And when I clicked on it, I got the the web page and stuff. And when I clicked on the little icon for the website, I get this thing that says uh, first up at the top the HTTPS is in red and it's got two lines through it with a yes. little thing and you know it says and then I got a big. Uh, Exclamation red triangle. It says your connection is not private. Right. Attackers might be trying to get your information, passwords, credit cards, blah 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 blah. blah.
1: Right. Right.
3: So naturally, I didn't go any further. Right. It says uh, net error, cert common name invalid.
2: Right. So the, the, this happened to us last Saturday. Uh, our uh, our certificate on computertalkwithtab.com expired. Our our dingling web host. Every, every year they do this to us. We don't know why. They can't seem to get it right, but they do uh, often screw that up. And what happens is Chrome throws a hissy fit uh-huh. and says, hey, this isn't a secure browser. And the secure browser, I mean, it costs literally, I don't know, 100 bucks a year. It's not an expensive item uh, to add a certificate that says you are who you say you are. However, right. just so you understand, the bad guys do this too. So in the yeah. case of... Uh, the hospital, they let their certificate expire. But if I wanted to create a website that looked extra safe for you mm-hmm. and felt like Citibank or felt like wherever... Right, since I, their certificate's expired. I, well, I would buy a certificate for oh, my I fake see. Citibank uh, site, right? So you right. can't assume, just because it's an HTTPS site anyways, that it's mm-hmm. the one you want to go to, Oh, okay. just to add a little more complexity to your lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all that means is when you do go online and enter any data, it's encrypted. All right, that's all it means. So you're safe to go ahead to that cardiac site because
1: they just let their certificate expire. So if I were a criminal and I wanted to uh, imitate, let's say Citibank, right, I could look for a domain that wasn't taken, let's like, say CitibankCT.com. right, something that's and spelled then close. Try to copy, you. you know, their right, web, right, right, and yeah. then it would look like it's a legitimate, and then get a certificate for it, right. And if I can get you to log in and give me your credentials via a phishing campaign, exactly. Now, now I've got I'm making your ba- money. Information. So my little okay. investment p- pays me back in space. In
3: is this something I should notify them about, or do you think they must... They, they must, know about uh, it. You I can mean, let them know. Everybody that goes there must be getting this, right? Yeah, their
2: certificate expired, and their web host did the exact same thing to them yeah. that our web host did to us. Well, you know,
3: they consolidated all their cardiologists and stuff under mm-hmm. one group. Yep. And, like, you can't get through on the phones because they only have one phone number now, and yeah. all the websites are screwed up. Mm-hmm. And like I lost my little my chart uh, where I have the, the portal to my different doctors. Three of those disappeared.
2: Well that's because I've got them now.
3: What <laughs> would
2: you say? I logged in as you and I have them now. Oh, okay. Well that's good. Well you
3: can go have my surgery for me then. <laughs> no
2: thanks.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: hey listen, I got one other quick question. Yeah. I, I asked you last week about after eleven o'clock my tablet slows down. Right. Well, I did a uh, net speed t- uh Infinity speed test last night, yeah, and I had uh, and it was after eleven o'clock again, and I had download at three point four and point six for upload. Yeah, but when I went to my settings and I looked at my connection to my uh, my um, wireless router, I had one megabit.
2: Oh. Then your router's got a problem, kid.
3: Yeah, so somehow or other, after 11 o'clock, the router speeds, I mean, because sometimes it'll be 154, 89, you know, it's always good all day long. Yeah. And I checked it just before 11 o'clock at 10 o'clock, and I had 89.
2: That's that's something wrong with your router. Or your tablet. Uh, check. You have to check your other devices to see if they have a similar uh, speed to, to rule out your tablet having the problem.
3: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not like anybody's tapped into no. my router and they're using no. it to mine Bitcoin or something Just me. after 11 o'clock or anything. Just
2: or... me, Danny. Over the years, I figured out your password. Yeah. No, uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, it's probably your tablet. Just yeah. double check another wireless device to see if it has the same result. If mm-hmm. it does, then it's your router. If it doesn't, it's your tablet. And it,
3: would you Resetting the router maybe, straighten
2: that out? Not if it's your tablet. You'd you'd if it's the router,
3: though. Yes. Okay, so I'm, I'll check with tonight with my wife's uh, yeah. tablet. and.
2: Uh, if you get the same result, it's your router. Yeah. If it's a different result, you reset your tablet. Okay. All right, Danny. All
3: right, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, good Bye.
2: luck, man. All right, so he's got some stuff going on. So, yes, if you know the site is a site that's a safe site, you can go ahead and continue on. But Google is going to freak out. Uh, Chrome is going to freak out and say, hey, this is not a secure site. It used to be, but their certificate has expired, you know, pass at your own risk. Uh, it happens very often um, when these certificates expire. Let's go on to Paul in Middlebury. Hey, Paul.
5: Hi, good morning. Morning. Um, yeah, uh, so I think I, viol- I I listened to your show. I don't understand half what you're talking about, but it's a fun show to listen to. Oh, thanks. So I, I got home one day, and I couldn't get a Jumble word. So I went into Google, and I went into Jumble Salver, and this pop-up. Came up oh. that I've been hacked and I need to call this phone number. <laughs> right,
2: that's a that's I, a scam.
5: And there's, I tried for fifteen minutes to exit out and it wouldn't go away. Right, so I called the phone number. No,
2: Paul, I, you didn't <laughs> call the phone number. What?
5: Yeah, I broke the commandment though. Oh so, no! This guy said he was a Microsoft technician.
2: And he's not. He's some well, guy sitting I, in uh some hut in the middle of the third world. Yeah, he had an accent. So after accent to or wife, not it, it, that's where he was. Right. Oh yeah, yeah.
5: I said, "Listen, I got to go." He so he typed online oh, that, gee. Uh, that he wanted me to spend $100 to do this and $75 to do that
2: and
3: he
5: end <sighs> it would be secure and that I didn't have a good um Antivirus. I needed his antivirus. Oh, Paul. I told him I did have an antivirus, and I said, "Listen, I'm going to talk to my brother law He's a computer whiz. He'll help me figure this out." Or I'm going to bring my computer to Staples where I bought it and have them fix it. Or I'm going to chuck it and buy a new computer with a new
3: right.
2: But name. but you were but again, Paul, nothing was wrong with your computer.
5: So. I
4: hung up.
2: Good.
5: The guy was very insistent.
2: Of course, so he's got a, he's I'm got fine. a live one on the phone who actually made the phone yeah. call. You're alive. You're close he's to spending some to reel money. Trying to in. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. So I finally hung up on him because he wouldn't hang up. Of course and not. My computer came back.
2: Of course, it was nothing wrong with it, Paul. It's and a it's it a pop up.
5: And it's been fine since. So of do course. I have anything to worry about?
2: Not as long as you didn't let him in. As long as you didn't have him on your computer.
5: I did let him in. Oh. So do I have? <sighs> you oh, got to run a scan. Yeah. Do I have to worry about anything?
2: Yeah, you got to run a scan, like Bob said. You need to run malware bytes um, to okay. see if he loaded anything on your computer while he was poking around. You have no yeah. idea if he took anything. So if you have any important data on your machine, I mean, who knows what he was doing on your system? Imagine if I came to your home and
1: he could knocked still be taking data off your machine. He
2: could be, yeah, and knocked on your door and said, "Hey, Paul, you know what?" Uh, there's a problem with your gas, or hey, there's a problem with your water. Can you let me in? That's what happens all the time, okay. just in our neighborhoods. Would you let me in? N- no. Okay. Now, if I had a little thing that I faked on my on my neck that said I'm from the water company, would you let me in? Uh Maybe. Don't do that. Oh. You call the water company. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you This is, what they're doing is exactly what they did on the computer, right? The computer made it look like it was Microsoft calling, saying, hey, Paul, you got a problem. If I fake a little name tag from the water, you know how hard that would be? It's not hard. You're going to okay. let the bad guy walk in your door. It happens all the time. It's don't really let not. these people in your house. Don't let them in your computer. It right? never
5: happened before, um, but I, I was so aggravated I wanted to get this fixed, so... Right. Um,
3: so,
5: um, but last night when I was on the computer, when I did go in to find my jumble solver, all I did was go to Google. So I thought, that's safe.
2: So here's the problem with a jumble solver or any kind of website that does this stuff for you. These bad guys put these little uh, pop-up scenarios on these web sites that you're going to. So when you Google jumble solver, who knows what site you're going to? Right? When you're going in on Google, it's like it's like opening the yellow pages and putting your finger on the yellow pages and saying, Okay, I'm gonna go get a sandwich, but it's a tattoo parlor, right? Yeah. It's it's not necessarily where you think you're going.
1: What's real and what's
2: clickbait. Exactly. So all they did was they solved your jumbo, jumble and no, fed they you
3: didn't. <laughs> that didn't even work. No, I started I to figure out myself after hung up on it. Well, well it
1: serves your right, Paul, for cheating.
3: Yeah.
1: It all comes back down to that. Paul, let me give you a tip. If okay. that happens again, you were not able to close that window that said, Correct. you know, you've been hacked. It's a pop-up. So right? what, I, what I want you to do, if that happens again, is hit Control-Alt-Delete and click on Task Manager. In Task okay. Manager, click on your browsers and close them all.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right, Paul. And okay, what you so want to do is go talk to your you said brother-in-law who's a computer whiz, have him scan yeah. your computer for you. you. You we have to be careful because who knows if those guys loaded anything on your machine and anybody listening out there, whether it has to do with the example of my lo- knocking on your front door or some dingling putting a thing on your computer saying call me. Don't okay. fall for it, ever. Okay, ever. so
5: I don't do anything online, I don't do any banking, I do nothing. All right. And I'm afraid of this happening. I don't buy anything online.
2: All right. So, so you're f- the guy and, probably has nothing then as far as and, anything right. of data.
5: And last night my computer, um, my antivirus, once a month it pops up and says, your virus is safe, yeah. I mean your computer's safe, there's no viruses, you're, Good. you're ready to go. So I see that once a month. So I just X out of it and I keep going. So okay. I guess
2: I'm okay. I would scan it with Malwarebytes for free. So go. We're okay. going to link Malwarebytes on our on our website. So you should okay. go to ComputerTalkWithTab.com, right? And find the link and run the free Malwarebytes just to be sure to see if the guy loaded anything in the background on your machine while he was poking around in your system. Okay. Great. Right. All right, Paul. All right. Thanks. And no more cheating. See what it gets you. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out your jumble, your own self, for crying out loud!
5: <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your help. All right,
2: Paul. Yeah. Bye bye. All right, guys. We're going to step out for a quick break. Three lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We have three lines open for you. We're going to be here till eleven, so feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC. 522 WTIC. The weathermen have scared you from being outside today, so the only place to be is in the air conditioning cuddled up with your computer, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And, uh, you know, so feel free to get online. Let's go right to your calls. You've got Keith and your Brit next. Morning, Keith.
4: Hi,
0: good morning. What's going on?
4: Great show, guys. Great show. Thanks. Love it. Uh, question. I've got a Windows 7 uh, desktop uh-huh. that uh, can reboot in safe mode. There's an issue with the memory check. So I, I ran the memory, the uh, memory check. Yep. And it bombs out on byte one five seven six six five.
2: You get a bad stick. You got a bad stick of RAM. Oh. So if you open, so you probably have. I'm hoping you have multiple sticks of RAM in your motherboard, right, on your computer. These little sticks of RAM. How much RAM do you have, Keith? Do you know? Oh,
1: you probably only have one. You Probably only have you one. You need to buy new RAM, and I double it. <laughs>
2: well, before you do that, though, make sure it's compatible. There's that, but how old is this machine, Keith? It's running Windows Seven. Uh,
4: it's 2009.
2: Oh, you woof! You you have my permission to get a new machine. So don't buy. Oh, don't thank bu- you. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy any more RAM. Don't spend any more time. Windows Seven is not going to get updated as of January one, January 14th, to be exact.
4: Uh, I um, was hoping that you would. Uh, Recommend a recovery
2: disk. Recovery's not gonna help you here. You've got a bad stick of RAM. It's hardware. It's a hardware problem. It actually is telling you you've you got a bad chunk of memory and that stick is bad. So we're assuming you've got one four gig stick inside your motherboard. If you've yeah. got two five gig stick four gig two two, two. two two gig sticks, which are kind of weird and rare, but ten years ago they probably no, had it. Oh they were doing it. Yeah. yeah. They could have it. You could try an A B swap where you pull one of the sticks out, reboot, see if it comes up clean because it's only one stick that's bad. But if you only have one stick of RAM, you're done.
1: And then, you know, it's 10 years old. Yeah. Come on. Do
2: do yourself a favor.
4: It's got all my data. That's okay.
2: You can transfer it. Yeah, you can take your hard drive out of that computer physically, and you can buy an enclosure and make it a USB drive, or you can stick it in a new computer and not even have to transfer it. Just sit it there as a drive D if you want. It's going to be sitting there with an operating system but it won't boot and you go over to the data areas of that
1: drive and you have it all there. Put it in a USB enclosure or get yeah. a USB uh adapter for it. Yeah, very simple stuff.
4: Oh, 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 wow.
1: Yeah, you don't have to you don't have
2: to feel like you're locked into this machine just because your data is on there. It's 10 years old. It served you well and you're not going to get a security update as of January. So there's no I would never tell you to spend another penny on this thing. Uh, okay. You've gotten your money's worth.
4: Indeed.
2: And just look for a new new replacement. Now, when you're out there looking for new computers, a $300 computer is not the same as a $1,000 computer, even if they both say i5. Understand that the innards of those machines will be different. They'll either be a better better processor, multiple cores, different generation. Um, I can't tell you how often we have to talk to folks about explaining why a $300 computer is not a $1,000 computer at a discount. Um, So... You probably spent at least a grand on this machine 10 years ago. You you, you spent wisely because it lasted you a long time. Mm-hmm. Do the same thing, and this next machine will give you as, as long a, a lifespan.
4: If okay, you, so I should look for
2: uh, i5. i5, 8th gen, or ninth gen if you can find it, but we haven't been able to find it ourselves either.
1: 8 gigs eight. of RAM or more.
2: Yeah, 8 gigs of RAM.
1: Right. And, and, eight,
2: mm-hmm. and either a solid-state drive uh, or a hybrid drive. And then you can use your old drive as a data spot too, where you stick your, you just pop it in your machine, and it'll sit there.
4: So, so you're okay. So I should feel safe, uh, thinking that there is an extra slot for this.
2: um... In most computers, there will be. I I assume your drive is probably a three and a half inch IDE or SATA drive. It's probably the size of a, you know, grilled cheese sandwich, and you're going to put it in your computer. If there's a slot, if there's a space open, if you buy a real slimline case, you might find that there isn't a slot.
1: Or if you get a laptop,
2: forget okay, it. Then I you won't. It. It, yeah, if yeah. it's a laptop, it has to be external. And then like you Bob pay said, pay
1: twenty-five dollars, get a get a and an adapter to adapt it to USB, and you're all done. Copy your data over. Yep.
4: USB. Oh, right. That'll save a lot of time too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. USB adapter, convert it to a, a, niche, copy your data over, and then you can retire the old hard drive too. It's gonna fail. It's ten years old.
4: Right. Okay. All right. Well, I, would, I was hoping that would, it was a uh, repairable situation, but it's not.
2: Worth and the, probably not with that failure on the actual specific spot on the memory checker. It's telling you it's a bad stick
1: of RAM.
4: Yeah, I, I ran it multiple times, and it, it stopped in the same spot each times. Yeah, time.
1: yeah and, and for what it is, it's not worth putting more money into it. No
4: way. Okay. No way, right. though. Uh, so uh, Windows 10 is a good operating
2: system. Windows 10 is the only operating system you can choose. <laughs> I won't use the oh, word good necessarily. Okay. Uh, it's got its problems, but it's the only operating system if you want to stay in the Microsoft world. If you want to choose uh, the uh, Apple world, you could choose an Apple system.
4: No, no, thank you. All right, okay, well, great, guys. Uh, keep up the good work. All right, yes, Keith. Uh, I'll I'll do as you recommend. All right, good luck. Thank you. Yep. Bye.
2: Bye bye. All right, let's go on to Rob in Weathersfield. We may have to hold you over, Rob. But what's up? You have a question on 5G
4: talking about 5G and uh, New York Times just posted an article the other day about the the kind of health risks that people are trying to say because the infrastructure has to be uh, five times more than 4G because it doesn't travel as far. Exactly. So how, boy, how do you, had to read through, read between the lines of some of these studies. World Health Organization saying yes, you know, we we have to do more studies on right. the impact of five G and and uh, brain cancer and all, all these things. So, mm. boy, as uh, I'm, I'm hearing of friends who are getting Wi-Fi blockers or shutting off Wi-Fi when they go to bed. yeah uh, Where do you guys stand on these kinds of things when it's related um, to the health issue.
2: Bob has a feeling.
1: I have two things I can tell you. Okay. The first thing is it's the government spending more money for boards to do studies that will tell us nothing. And the second thing is uh, if you believe all that stuff, you know, just go out and get a roll of tinfoil and make it a hat. I knew,
2: yeah. Well that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when cell phones came out, they were telling you that you're going to get brain cancer from that. So, look, I, w- I believe in making sure that whatever we're broadcasting – is not going to kill you. Obviously, you, you don't want anything that's going to cause a problem. But we've got communities that are blocking it preemptively. Yes,
4: yes. yes. So you know and what? And if that's Europe, the, you're seeing stuff. In Netherlands, it reports of bird birds being dying over. You know,
2: I yeah, think birds die. Birds die from windmills too. Wind, windmills uh, uh, so, as far as what do you believe? Great question, Rob. <laughs> I have no idea uh, who is the authority and what you believe. Is it the scientists? Is it the government? We can talk further about it if you want to hang on, but we're coming up against a hard break. Sure, sure. All right. Well, we'll leave uh, Rob hanging on there. Feel free to get online if you want to chime in on 5 g eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. Everything we talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. We'll be right back.